This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Reds Report, powered by the best of Barnsley and part of the TalkSport network of fans. And for anybody that listens regular, I got that wrong right in one. Um, there's there's no Steve today. Um, he sacked us off to go for a meal with his missus. Um, his loss. So tonight, uh, you've got myself and of course, uh, the man who uh, vlogs and blogs everything Barnsley. So Ian from the Tykes Vlog is with us. Ian, you're right. Yes, I'm very well, Carlo. Thank you. Um, that last week was a little bit um, doom and gloom almost, wasn't it? But yeah. um, is, it, is it fair to say that um, after the performance and the result against um, Accrington on Saturday, Barnsley are back to the best? Or, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer? Where, where are we sitting, Ian? Uh, it'd have been nice to have played that game at Exeter, which would have given us a real uh, indication of how, if we'd bounce back from that start in January um but it was a it was it was a, a good performance on uh Saturday game and I know people say it was only Accrington but you can only beat what's ahead of you and I'd, I'd like to think we've turned a corner and got back again and, and we've had our blip now uh but it had a bit we don't play till Oxford at home now on next Wednesday so that'll be the true test I think uh if we've turned a corner but it was pleasing nonetheless and um... It, 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 listen, it was a fantastic performance. It was a great start. And, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot and we will talk again tonight about strikers, but Agentson and Norwood both start. Agentson and Norwood both score early on in the first half. You, you can't expect much more of them, can you? Like, I know Agentson sometimes... I'm not saying we rolled him off, but he, he had some personal problems and, you know, the club gave him the time to sort of, you know, get, get back to his best... I'll be honest, I've never seen him as like an out-and-out striker, but, you know, keep scoring, lads, because I love to be proven wrong. Yeah, yeah. When we saw the team sheet, I think we messaged each other, weren't we, and Steve as well, and we were thinking, is is he going to be one of the front two, or is it going to be a 3-5-1-1? Because he normally plays just off the strikers. Uh, And weren't sure how it was going to play out, because there was a few changes for for the Accrington game, but fair play to him. Thought he had one of his better games. and it was one of them games where more than not of the players had a good seven or eight out of ten 
and quite in, plenty of them clicked, uh, and he was one of them, definitely. Mm. And we, we talked a little bit last week um, about Jordan Williams and potential interest from Preston North End. So his goal, you could sort of say that came at a really bad time if clubs are looking <laughs> at him, but, um, uh, you know, three players, in, including him, they've, they've extended the contract this week, hasn't it? So, you know, to, to have him commit the future, you have to be a little bit maybe... Um, uh, restrained in enthusiasm because you know Callum Styles signed to Dan Go, um, and not that we're missing him, but it, it looks to me very much like you know Jordan Williams here to stay. And, um, you know, if you have your two striker score, but then a wing back sort of pips in with a goal as well, that's the way to recovery, isn't it? And that's the way to, to, to climb back and maybe go from sixth to fifth to fourth and, and put yourself firmly in those playoff position come end of March, early April. It is. I wouldn't. Um, I think the way the club portrayed it, people were saying, you know, making it sound like they'd signed big new contracts, etc. And they hadn't. All the club are doing is the contract had the, the 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 chance for the club to extend a further twelve months, which ultimately protects the investment. If somebody, certainly more. I don't think January, but I think in the summer, if clubs come sniffing around some of our better players, Williams or. Mad time. We we can command a fee because they're under contract for at least another twelve months. So I think it was more. It made common sense because we want them here. They're playing well. They're playing every week, but it's also that reassurance that we can command a bit more of a fee if they if somebody comes along and um, stunts up the cash in the summer. Yeah, and and if they play like they did, like Williams Anderson, anyway, it just puts another zero at the end. And like you say, if there is interest in the summer. Um, because there was a, the, the, there's always some sort of fans that see it as oh it just means they'll go for more money and so on. I get that but from a business point of view you have to protect your assets, but you also have to know that if you want to strengthen, sometimes you have to, um, you know, maybe sell a player to free up some funds. Uh, and one of those players today is is Will Hunderbach, who's who's left for Northampton. Um, I don't think we ever got. He, he never really got a regular chance, did he? He was he was built up as look at this, and then yeah. I can't even remember which coach, but we didn't see him play in central midfield. Says ah, we're making him to a centre back, and then he, he never sort of really came back, did he? I'm almost a bit confused for that. So good good luck to him if that means he's going to get regular football, and we're also trimming some of the fat and some of the rest off to to, to get a lean squad that anybody within that is able to play. Because we never really when we do our forecast of who's going to play. Hundemark never really featured for, for any of us because we've got a, a richness of, of central midfielders. So good luck to him, isn't it? I mean, there's no melody yeah. there. Go in and play football and and, and yeah, hope absolutely. it all, you know. Absolutely. It's, I uh, think I think you look at Hundemark and we, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks, haven't we? Him and the likes of him and Moon have either been uh, keeping a, a place on the bench, stopping somebody else coming through. They've not been getting game time. I feel a little bit sorry for Hundemark. We, we saw glimpses of him. Uh, he looked quite a bit of a, a, a bit of a unit. He could he could get about, put himself about, but we never he never we never saw the best of him. We never saw his best position, and he played in a really bad time where he was under a number of managers who came and went, didn't do particularly much, um, and I think that and Andy picked up a few injuries as well. So I think ultimately, yeah, best wishes to him. Uh, maybe he can have a better a better time of it at Northampton. But we're right to trim the squad because it frees up a bit of wages. I don't know how much money they've got for him, but it all helps, doesn't it? Mm. Um, so that, that's that's another who's gone on a, on a permanent, undisclosed fee. 
Um, earlier this week, um, Michael Duff said that he doesn't expect anybody else sort of coming in. He wants to protect the place he's got. But then there is that strong rumour uh, confirmed by Doug O'Kane from the Chronicle today that um, Oli Shaw plays at Kilmarnock, striker is somebody that Barnsley has been tracking. And, you know, there's, there's normally when... When, when when accounts like Doug O'Kane get involved, there, there is some truth to that. So um, imagine him signing. That means two strikers signing this window. That would give us Agerton, Norwood, Cole, Watters, Tadic, Jallo, Shaw. I mean, if if we can't score goals <laughs> or get the best out of the face, I suppose you could say then the board has listened in those areas where, where we needed to strengthen. If that one comes through, there is enough strikers at the club. Is there anywhere else where you'd say, you know, while we're at it, we we, we looked at, we were going to talk about, um, uh, we're going to talk about Bobby Thomas in a bit, who, who obviously played against Accrington, but is then there anywhere else that you think, well, while we're at it, if we're in this signing mood and the pen comes out <laughs> on Twitter, is there anywhere else you say that could do with maybe looking at if a player would, you know, become available? We just, I think we'd covered it last week, didn't we? Um, <clears throat> uh, certainly, me and Steve were saying that you can have as many strikers as you want, but if you don't give them the service, they'll not score. So I do think some sort of midfielder, uh, and oh, Luke Thomas is going to come back, so that might help. Uh, but that kind of player who can open up defences, that's where I'd be looking next. Uh, mm. I mean, you reeled off a load of names there for strikers. I suppose Tedditcher and Waters are only loans, so they will go eventually. <clears throat> but it's, I'm glad Tedditch is coming back because I, I think he's a confidence player, he needs to be playing, and he's getting some goals. I think he gives us a different threat. Um, and I'd like to see him play a little bit between now and the end of the season. But we, have, like you say, we've got options there. You know, you, in a match, you could take the front two off, bring two different options up, couldn't you? Your big men, little men, all sorts of different styles. So, um, pleasing if we can get this one over the line. Oh, Doug O'Kane has said that we've been after him for a while. So there is genuine interest there, and it would be a permanent deal as well. Um, but I would be looking at some firepower in that midfield, somebody who can chip in with some goals in the summer. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we, we talked a lot about the midfield and the service, and it's, it's you know, Benson is, is, is out for a little bit. And um, while he's not here, let's talk a little bit about Herbie Kane while Steve's out eating with the missus. Yeah, <laughs> do it quietly. And um, I'm seeing more regular that Kane that, that player that we wanted him to be. And I know Steve will say at least once an episode, you know, he earns a living of a good season at Donny because that's what he normally says. But actually, um, he, every time I see him, he comes over as that hardworking, grafting, stopping attacks coming our way, uh, ball at it. He's one of the players I think he loves the ball at his feet and have a look and, and give people options. Um, <laughs> Connell as well. Connell is just... Um, there was a poll the other day on, um, on 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 Twitter, and and people saying he could possibly be one of our best signings in the last X amount of years. Um, <clears throat> is it fair to say that maybe we want from them a little bit more about that service to, to, to the front, and to, you know, to get them to get them to score? Because if you have those two in the centre of midfield in a, in a five man midfield, so to speak, the board will probably say, do we really need anybody else? Yeah, I think. You're right about Kane. He's getting more like a seven out of a ten, seven and a half out of ten every week. I thought he had a good game on Saturday. I thought he was overshadowed though by Connell. I thought Connell was superb. 
And I put a tweet out on Saturday saying, is he probably one of the best free agents we've ever signed? And it went daft. Everybody was like, you know, agreed and, and comments and stuff. And he, you remember, Connell supplied, um, was heavily involved in two of the goals with his, with his passing. And I know he does normally sit a bit deeper, <clears throat> but he was able to influence us offensively. So, yeah, we have got it in the locker. Kane could do more like that. Um, but, um, Benson, obviously, a bit in and out. But when he does do it, he can he can open defences up. But certainly Connell uh, showed on Saturday that he can do that. But we need them to do it a bit more consistently. Um, we're not getting it from, like, Lakesh when he comes on or Josh Martin. But, yeah, Kane and Connell... Are, 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 are getting to be our Mr. Consistence, I think. Yeah. Um, I, last week, we, we, we talked a lot about social media. So, um, you know, people sort of um, rubbishing players bef before the, the ink's dried on a contract that they've signed or young lads that, that go out alone. Um, just not in the habit of this. Uh, Barnsley FC polls, at BFC polls, 2023. Um, all he puts out is polls. At the end of the match, man of the match, you know, players. Uh, there are lots and lots of accounts. Sometimes we talk about the negative, but actually there's a lot of really positive, really good Barnsley FC fan, whether that be groups or, or, or accounts as well. So I, I don't want to, you know, they're not all bad. There is just some people that I just don't know what they uh, what they look at. Um, Bobby Thomas, we signed him. Um, obviously, Duff knows him. We, we talked about signings and almost like we forgot about him, didn't we? Because he came in, he then started. Um, and, and he's the sort of player that I think Kundi should really be looking at and, and, and because he looks so comfortable as a defender, but actually going forward. And yeah. he looked so, so comfortable. Not afraid to tackle or take one for the team. <laughs> um, you mentioned Connell earlier, a fantastic match. And you, we can look at a lot of players, but... Thomas, for me, for a home debut especially, but sometimes there is that bit of pressure, isn't there? Yeah. What a player he could potentially be for us. Yes. And, I mean, we said off air, I think he, he, he was it was only really afterwards I read some I read some stuff on social media. I thought, oh, yeah, he did actually have a good game. Because Connell, I thought, no, had had his best game in a red shirt. Connell was superb. Aitchison had a great game. And, and you kind of forgot. He just blended in as we'd been there for months. He's, he's massive. <laughs> He's huge, not afraid to put himself about. But like you said, he looked comfortable with the ball at his feet. He wanted the ball at his feet. He wanted to bring it out. And like I say, somebody like Kundi could could learn from that. Uh, that's what we need. So I thought he had a great uh, debut. Yes, Accrington didn't offer a massive amount. But what he did do, he looked very comfortable and competent. Mm. So Barnsley were back to the best. And then it's like you said a few minutes ago, you then look at taking that long trip to the northeast, southwest. Am I fair? I'm, I'm not very good with geography, Exeter. Um, now, the day before, Exeter race ground cancelled the day's racing, mm. right? On the, was it the Tuesday, wasn't it? They cancelled, yeah. they cancelled races. I, I've, I looked earlier, I do my homework, Ian. There is nine miles between Exeter Racecourse and St. James's Park. For people that don't know how far nine miles is, if you've got a car, if you get on Junction 37 at the M1 and you drive south, you need to come off at Thorpe Hesley. That's the one after, like, Birdway. That's all. It's not a million miles. It's not a great distance. 
if they called it off because they knew the ground was going to be frozen and everything, mm. you then say, oh, there's a, there's a, a was it three o'clock or whatever, that the referee was going to look and he was going to do like an inspection. Those Barnsley fans, and, and just to put it out there, this has nothing to do with Barnsley FC. They are not part of that decision-making process. This is a referee who at three o'clock, everything still looks okay. 10 to 5, am I thinking right? Something like that, was it? When when they called it off. Yeah. It's not a half-hour trip in the car, is it? It's not like we, we, we played Sheffield, Doncaster, Hull, or even like Middlesbrough. This was a five-and-a-half-hour trip or whatever. Some people took the day off. Some people booked hotels to stay. And dare I say, I mean, we think that's bad. At the weekend, WSL match between, I think it was Chelsea, I don't know who else, a women's football match was called off after 10 minutes because the ground was frozen. They talk a lot about fans abusing players, but in that case, shouldn't the EFL or the WSL protect the players and fans by saying, this is not fit to play on? We knew what the weather forecast was going to be. We knew that from six o'clock or so the temperatures were going to drop because it's january it tends to do that every single day every single year in january i mean it's 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 a farce isn't it it's a farce yeah. from the referee to leave it that long and and i mean how, how do you say am i being too harsh because i almost got mad like i bought a video <laughs> pass to go you know to watch it yeah, yeah. I said to my wife you watch what you want i'm gonna watch and Listen, for me, I ended up watching Emmerdale or so much stupid. But for <laughs> those that were there and then having to turn around and go back, the, the expense in days off, what a, it's atrocious, isn't it? In 2023 it that we can't get. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in, you reds. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. that right? It is. Um, I've tried to think about, sort of, I mean, I wasn't caught up in it, but I really feel for the ones who, who, who went all that way. We've got the technology now that we know what the forecast is going to be to the T for the next seven days. We have the apps, we have everything, don't we? Everybody knows what the weather's going to be like. You're right about Exeter Racecourse, Cheltenham against Sheffield Wednesday. I don't think Cheltenham's, it's that part of the world, isn't it? Not a million miles away. They called it off early. They must have known that they were up against it. Um, I think a couple of things. One, why is... I believe they waited for the match referee who's had to come. I'd heard he come from Lancashire, but he'd come from some distance. Why can they, and people correct me if I'm wrong, why did they not have a local referee who can make that decision, who's qualified to make that decision early in the morning? They must have had an idea they were up against it because of the forecast. They'll they'll know certain parts of the pitch might not get the sun, or the sun's not got much heat this time of the year. You're going to know, aren't you? It's like... 
I was thinking back to like when, when my lads used to play football on a Saturday morning, you know, under 10s, under 12s and all that. And we and, and I knew on a Friday night we were never going to play because of a waterlogged pitch or whatever. But they always used to leave it to last minute and they'd get up and they'd have the kits on and the boots ready and then you get a message going, it's off. And I'm like, I could have told you that yesterday. And it's the same, it's just short-sightedness. Why are we not in this day and age? A bit of common sense. They have a number of local referees who can, at the drop of a hat, go and do a pitch inspection. It doesn't have to be the match referee no. who's travelling from wherever. Um and call it early. It's not. It's not rocket science to know. Right, we're not playing a local rival who are just down the road. We need to make a decision early. There was. There was one. I think there's quite a lot of uh, cancellations at the weekend because of the weather. And there was one. I think it was something like Oldham and Southend. So again, Southend right trek up to up to Oldham. But that was called off by nine nine thirty. So it can be done. It's just, where's the common sense with people who are running football? I mean, we've, we can say it in a number of avenues, can't we? But yeah. something like that was so avoidable. That's what's annoying. Yeah. And credit to Bantley Football Club for putting a statement out, together yeah. with the Bantley Supporters Trust, yeah. actually asking for clarification, because it's bizarre. I've just quickly looked. There's 115 miles between Cheltenham and Exeter, Exeter being more down south. So you would have thought if that was called off, yeah. Listen, it's it's just it's it's beyond it's beyond. Um, I mean, it it it's it's an empty gesture, but they did say there's food that was obviously very so so fans could go. But what would you do that for? Um, I, I suppose what I thought was a really nice gesture, which came out yesterday, that there's going to be an intra-team match on the Oakwell pitch. So, because obviously there is no match because it's FA Cup weekend and we play yeah. Sheffield Wednesday who are still in the cup. Um, we sometimes knock them, but you have to give credit as well. Credit to Barnsley for putting something on. Initial tickets for those that travelled or had tickets to go to Exeter, then over to season tickets. Um, and I suppose it's it, 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 it's a nice way to watch Barnsley maybe with not so much pressure on, on, on a result <laughs> and seeing all the players involved in, 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 yeah. in, in, in that squad. Uh, you know, chances of prizes to win for people. And credit of the club for putting something on and, and satisfying that, that hunger, I suppose, amongst fans to see some Barnsley FC football. Yes, I think it was a, it was a well-worded statement that came out that the right to, whether they'll change, it's, it's not for the club to change anything, is it? It's for the EFL, the authorities to change, to put the wrongs right. But it's, it's good that they've stood up and wrote to the EFL along with the supporters' trust. It's good that, obviously, the Duff will want, because we've not played on Tuesday, we don't play till next Wednesday, he's going to want a little bit of keep the keep the lads' fitness up and play a game. So they're going to play it at Oakwell. I've no doubt it'll be like a pre-season like knockabout where in the summer where all the kids will be able to get like selfies with the players before and afterwards. So it should be a real family event and fair play. I mean, what can they do? They've done as much as they probably can. So, yeah, yeah, fair play for that. And it's good because, like you say, the next match is Wednesday the 1st of Feb. Now, um, I wonder what Barnsley will do because it, it, it's away at Oxford. Which was called off last time because of the weather. Yeah. <laughs> and then three days later, they're actually away at Portsmouth. Now, my, yeah. my family, my daughter lives um Gosport, which is Portsmouth. You go past Oxford. Do you really play that on a Wednesday night to return home early on Thursday morning to set back off on the Friday? Friday. Or do you think he'll probably take the squad, stay somewhere in between and keep training to then go? Because it's Wednesday, 
to Saturday is not that much, but it's the no. distance, isn't it? If you yeah. probably stay there, you you presume, I, wouldn't you? Yeah, and and I know the club have come out and said about what happened at Exeter that the the club the players went down the day before and only right, and that's cost them money, fuel, it's cost hotels, etc. So it's going to cost them again to kind of stay in Oxford, then stay somewhere down south as a base, maybe go to a local one of the local clubs. Will allow them to use their training facilities like Barnsley allow. I think we allowed somebody like Forest Green one game yeah, did, yeah. to use our facilities when they were trekking all the way up the country. So I'm sure there'll be something, but it, again, it costs money. But I think it's probably the right thing to do rather than going backwards and forwards because it's. I mean, I was my you know I really tempted to go to the Portsmouth game, but I've just looked at trains and it's it's a it's a massive trip from where I am and the cost as well. So fair play to anybody who's going to that one. But yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think the club should probably just stay down there and come back after the on the Sunday or whatever the Saturday night. And it, it you know, it'll it'll be a, a test. But you know, Barnsley find themselves in sixth on forty three points. Um, Oxford are in twelfth on thirty five points, and then Portsmouth are in tenth on thirty seven. So Oxford and, and Portsmouth very much, you know, very well equal. I, I, I would presume. Yeah. Um, but in fairness, probably a, a a harder, two harder matches to get to build on that that win against Accrington than Exeter might have been. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that. But just in, in the table, everything else, Exeter, a few days after that winning feeling is still there. It's going to be, well, how long? A, a week and a half since since they last played. So it, it 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 is a bit of a hindrance as well, isn't it, with this FA Cup weekend that there is no match. Yeah. Because we want to get back, we got back to winning ways, but then we've got to wait a week and a half before they go back. How do you? That's also the end of the transfer season because it, it, it is the first. Do you expect, besides maybe only show we talked about earlier, do you, do you expect any more further changes, late outgoings, or anything? Or do you think if this show lot comes on board, that will be the Barnsley squad to see us through the end of this season? Yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting a, a great deal. I think. Whether another player or an under-23 might go out on loan, like we've seen Ackroyd and Aidan Marsh went out earlier in the season, that type of player may go out. I'm not expecting much to be done. I think you can read between the lines what Duff was saying. He wasn't expecting a great deal. I wasn't really expecting this Holly Shaw business, but that looks like that will probably that'll be the last bit of the business. Mm. I think with Oxford and Portsmouth, it's just worrying they were going to play Portsmouth as they're getting a new manager and started winning a couple of games like Charlton did, yeah. which is our luck. So I think we might fare better at Oxford. But yeah, uh, tough games coming up. Um, yeah. I, uh, I I have to say on on, on, on Monday, um, I was going to work. I set off about, I don't know, 20 past seven or something. And uh, Jasper Moon was in the state of state as me. He literally lives like about 10 doors up in the apartments. Um and I, I let him go as I was sort of coming up for my drive, and then we get, and then you get to, you know, left towards town or right to the M1. And normally, when I've been behind, they all, you know, and he were going, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to Burton, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wishing luck, though. And I know, again, we, we've talked sometimes, and I think as a fan, you're really passionate. And um, we said it last season a couple of times. He was absolutely thrown to the wolves at the time mm -hmm. that things weren't right at Barnsley, and he was thrown in like the Messiah being just graduated from 23s which which is yeah. not right and i think that can do a lot of damage yeah, and, and they never and, go back to the 23s do they? once they're in that first team squad yeah. it's 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 hit or miss 
and yeah. you get called upon. And I think especially, and I know this sounds really stupid, and but I think especially as a defender, when things are not going well, it's a tough spot to, yeah. to play, isn't it? Yeah, and I think like, when you look at like Kitchens had a, a, has done well because he he was a bit, you know, he had a tough time last season. I mean, they all did really, didn't they? It was a shocker of a season, but you you look at Toby Civic seems to be doing well at Hearts, so you know wish Jasper Moon well. He he could quite fit in at Burton, or whether it, whether he he's only on loan till the end of the season and he's out of a contract. Whether he then moves somewhere else, it could just be the move for him. You look at Adibayejo who's gone to Burton. Scored eleven goals. He's on the verge of signing for Bolton Wanderers now, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. Bit so, of a sign on fee, we hope. Oh no, he was out yeah. of contract, wasn't he? He was out of contract. Yeah, he's, he went. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's Holgate. I'm thinking. Um, Mason Holgate. Mason Holgate. There's interest yeah. from. I'll. I've got to but the yeah, should be signed on yeah. fee. But so you, you just don't know. It could be the move. It could be a right move for him. Wish him well. Um, it just a bit like Honda Mark never really worked for him. No, and it's shame because it's like it's, it's well, it's not as whole daunting because I don't think he's from here, but obviously settled here, you know, under twenty threes did did really, really, really well. Um, for those that are listening and thinking, great, Galloween, very informative, and <laughs> what where is your special guest? I should have mentioned at the start that the idea was to have our special guest on, but due to circumstances beyond our control, that's postponed for a couple of weeks. But don't don't worry, and we are when we say <coughs> special guest. We're always on the lookout for guests that obviously Barnsley FC related, but they haven't been on before. We've we've talked to quite a few ex-players over the last few seasons, especially during lockdown and things like that. And I I we, we don't want to keep going back over the old ground. One of my favourite players at all times, besides Ariane Zeal, is Darren Barnard. And we could probably get him on, but we end up talking about that goal again. And there's more to Darren Barnard. Than just You know what I mean? So yeah. we, we are looking and working on getting some people on that, that haven't been on before. That will come. That will come. So if you're now switching off because he's not on, maybe next week, maybe, maybe the week after. <laughs> um, yeah, so a, a weekend of fan engagement, I suppose, for the squad um, at Oakwell. And then two tough, tough um, away matches. So um, we'll, we'll preview them next week. Um, we'll probably record after the, um, after the, uh, the, the Oxford game. Realistically... Um, you know, no easy assignment, any of those two. Where do you see us after that weekend? So on the fourth, when we played Portsmouth, two tough away matches. Yeah. Would you say two points? Probably enough. Probably enough to, to just keep, you know, keep track of those above you yeah. and, and not too much. Or do you say we're capable of more and, and, and I expect us to win at least one of them? Yeah, yeah both of that, I think. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to say a win at Oxford, a draw at Pompey. Get four out of six away from home. I think you'd be happy with that. Yeah. Realistically, it could be two points. Um, Wickham are coming with a bit of a run, that, um, but we've got a bit of a points gap, I think, haven't we? After winning against Accrington, I think we've got a little bit of a cushion. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the games in hand, which you know we could have a fixture congestion. That might be that might backfire the having the games yeah. in hand. But I'd I'd love well I'd love six, but I'd love four. I think we can get four points out of them too, but there won't be easy games. But I, if we can mirror what we did on Saturday, then four is is very very possible. Mm. Um, last question and about those matches. That first one at Oxford, given that a week and a half has gone past, none of the players that start did anything wrong. 
would you keep it unchanged and go with Norwood? Or do you say, actually, away might be different? You know, they might approach it different. Maybe bring Cole back and give him a... If you were the manager, how would you look at that? I know we're not privy to how they do a training, but yeah. given how they played, none of them really deserve to lose the place, do they? No, no not at all. I think, you'd, I think you'd have to look at how people are performing in training because we don't know how fit Waters is. Um, we, you know, we... Is he going to be ready? Um, we, we just don't know, do we? There's so many question marks. I'd, you'd normally say pick the same team. It should pick itself. Mm. But yeah. if if Waters is fit and raring to go, does he walk in that side? Do you, you know, what do you do? Do you throw him in? Do you give him half an hour? Do you ease him in? That's why uh, Michael Duff earns his money, isn't it? Well, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and for anybody that, that, that likes podcasts, the official EFL podcast dropped today, I believe, um, the first half is with Dwight Gale, so that's no, but the second half is actually with Michael Duff, um, right. interviewed, um, and it was actually um, recorded on the I think it was the afternoon of the Exeter game because he's talking about our game tonight, um, right. or the game tomorrow. So he talks about having the hotel having a nice golf, golf course as well but we have to talk about with steve because steve takes like little balls and gold sticks and hits it and screams and put gloves on and everything like that um ian um obviously there'll be nothing from the tags vlog over the weekend because you're not going to preview an intra squad friend um, no no that's true um i might be doing a little video um with uh, Jack who writes some articles for us and i think we might just kind of he went to exeter so i want to get his the, his uh, opinion of what went on because he went on uh, BBC Radio Sheffield uh, in the evening and, and chatted from being from down at Exeter as well um, and we might just kind of look at how January transfer window's gone so far, yeah. I know there's a, bit, there's a couple of days left of it but I think we might look at that um, so fans will have some content to to peruse over this weekend if they're not doing anything else. Yeah and, 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 and we'll get together anyway um, Yes and, and probably record in between the two away fixtures. So if people are travelling down um, to Portsmouth, um, it's something to listen to, isn't it? Um, yeah. As always, thank you very much for taking the time and joining us um, this evening. Um, it's been okay. a bit more positive, hasn't it? There's been it no has. swearing. It's been, it's it's been, almost, it's been it polar almost professional. <laughs> almost professional, almost, wasn't almost. it? Almost. <laughs> almost, yeah. No, no um, we miss him, and I'm sure he'll be yes. back next week. Yeah, we do. <laughs> also, it... I think from the from I I think we said didn't we if, if the Accrington performance and result had gone wrong it'd been very toxic so it was nice to kind of the pendulum swing the other way and we can talk positively about a lot of good things from that game and I, I love it when the football silences us because sometimes yeah. th th there are some podcasts out there then when things are going really well they start looking for things that could be better. I'm, I'm just happy with the performance. And if it would have been a 3-2 or whatever. I mean, I said 4-0 and everybody laughed at me. And then it was 3-0. <laughs> and then I, I messaged I, you at halftime. Yeah, it's going to be 6. <laughs> I, had, I had a bet on it. I cashed out because I just, I'm not good at taking yeah. risks in life. People are telling me. No. But yeah. Um, and and I, I genuinely um, just feel that this, this next 10 days will be pivotal, I reckon, to our mm -hmm. season. Because if, if Michael Duff can get... Um, who knows, Thomas back in training with the squad and, and that will be like a new signing. It the new be. lads that played, I think, have all shown promise, um, especially Thomas when he sort of, you know, came on, when Tedic can come back on. Um, I just feel really, really positive that where we are, games in hand, um, 
you know, some of those sides, but we, we've still got to play them at ours, which which has to be, you know, that home advantage. So, yeah, exciting times ahead. Um, keep an eye on uh, Twitter, at Tykes Blog. Um, like I say, we'll uh, we'll retweet anything you put out. And if you're going on Saturday to well, enjoy yourself. But for now, on behalf of Ian and myself, powered by the best of Barnsley, this was the Reds Report, and we are part of the TalkSport network of fans. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 